our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Maya, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. How are you? I am good. I have just come back from... It's always hard to say this without sounding like a douche mm. or sounding like a bit of a, a weird person. I just came back from a trip to Antarctica. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say weird person. I'd say wealthy person. Okay. Yep. So we're just going to call it out from the get-go? Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, see, yes. Okay. Hear me out. I went on a trip. I got my trip tickets at a bit of a discount, but if you were coming on this trip and you were paying full price, this was $15,000 USD. Mm. Seven days. Seven days. Cruise in Antarctica, chartered flight over, just it's, it was a normal plane. It wasn't like a jet or anything. Fly over, unlimited food, unlimited room service food. Really? Yeah, I didn't take it up. For 15,000 USD, you better hope so. Open bar, 24-7. 24-7. Okay, okay, perks. The price is starting to make more sense. Yep. <laughs> Being in Antarctica. Also, yes, because that's very far. And then there were music guests there, Diplo and Flume. What? Did I not tell you this? No. Did I not tell you this? <laughs> what? Diplo and Flume. Yeah. And this guy called Oliver Tree. Do you even listen to their music? No. But, <laughs> but I, if I'm going to do no, it, I might as well be on a cruise ship. I reckon. Exactly. I, this is what I think happened. I reckon I was like, yeah, I went to Antarctica and I just happened to not mention that it was Antarctica with Diplo and Flume. You never once told me that it was with Diplo. In my defense, you were busy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You we- were getting married. What was <laughs> I meant to say? <laughs> By the way, I was I listened to Diplo last night, like in person. So could you like reach out and touch him? We gymmed next to each other. Shut up. Okay. I was on the bikes and then he like got on the bike next to me and I obviously worked out much harder and my legs hurt more the next day. Of course, of course. Of course. But we weren't like besties. It's not like we exchanged a friendship. Yeah, because you don't listen to his music. You don't know what to ask him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting caught up on that. Um, carry on. How was your trip? Also, Flume. Cool. Love Flume, obviously. Flume was Australian. So everyone on this. So basically, <laughs> I'm on this cruise. It's 140 people. There's like celebrities. There's Emmy Award winning producers. There's what? people that 
I mean, it wasn't like A-list celebrities, but like people that have achieved a lot. There were really amazing rich people wealthy people i got to meet mm. a investment banker turned dominatrix she was incredible she was like 53 like wow. this trip insane so interesting so interesting and so i was like i am in antarctica and i'm on a cruise how do i make this productive <laughs> of course you do of course I did. <laughs> and i decided that i was just really curious because I've never been to something like this. Like I knew what trip I was getting into the moment I like was waiting to get on the plane and this guy was in front of me, this like older gentleman. And he had these like really cool pants that were like patchworked pants. And I asked mm-hmm. him, I was like, oh, your pants are really cool. Where'd you get them from? And he said, oh, I had an artist make them for me. I commissioned an artist to make me these pants. Mm. And that's when I realized the caliber of people I was going to be on this trip with. It's no normal cruise you're going on. No. This is no Margie retiree. No, absolutely not. (laughs) But I decided that I just wanted to like pick up and observe. I like to people watch. It does make me sound like a creep, but. No, no. Anyone is lying who says they don't like to people watch. Really? It is interesting. I love people watching. Okay. You like people watching. I like people watching. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't people like people watching? It's interesting seeing how other people do life in things. Right? Mm. Did we just become friends because we people watched at work? Probably. That was part of it as well. And we are very curious. People watchers. (laughs) Okay. Yep. So. You were watching these wealthy people. Do you think we're going to be bird watchers when we're older, Maya, together? Oh, honestly, how much more? Actually, the bird watching community will probably be like, there are huge differences between each bird. But for me, not enough. Mm. No. Not yet. It's not interesting enough. No, I'm going out on a limb, not ever. I think we're going to be 60 in bird watching together and we're going to have a bird watching podcast. No, no? I think we're still going to be watching people <laughs> and it, we're going to be blatantly watching people because we're old and at that point we're not going to care. <laughs> we're not going to care if you if you see that we make eye contact with you. We're cute little old ladies. Blatantly watching. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> so I was blatantly watching these people on a cruise. I mean, I was part of it. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. – I was there. I was part of it. Exactly. I, yep. I was one of the rich people on the cruises I need to acknowledge I was like telling the story to a guy like a a friend in New York and they were like you do realize you were on that cruise too you are one of the rich people he was like you are one of those out of touch rich people and I was like no but anyway I was able (laughs) to put together four things that I watched and learned and talked to about these people and what they did with their money and how they all grew their money, like things that were consistent. What does it take for someone to be able to afford a 15,000, 16,000 US? That was the bottom price, by the way. That was like the cheap cabin. Really? Was it a single cabin? Like it was like a sharing cabin, 15,000. Wow. If you wanted like your own cabin, girl, we're talking 20,000 USD, 25,000 USD. You want a balcony? You want to touch the water? You pay extra for that. Wow. Okay. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, Rentap. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet Rentap, your ultimate rent paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. 
They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making home ownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app slash GTI for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. Okay, please tell me what was the first thing? So the first thing that I noticed that rich people do that really intrigued me, and it's something I'm going to do all these myself now, by the way, is they really, really cared about their health. So I have never seen so many healthy people on a cruise ship before. Like there were people in their 50s, like women in their 50s that had fitter bodies than me, all of them. It wasn't like Mm. some, all of them. I was the most unfit person there. I have never seen so Mm. many six packs on women in my life. Yeah, I bet they're Pilates. You think so? Reformer Pilates. Yeah. Are you saying that because you do Reformer? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. (laughs) The body of women, especially older women in their 50s and 60s who do Pilates are absolute like machines their arms oh they are so strong their core is so strong I've just I've never seen it and I've never had so many conversations about health like we were in a sauna at one point I went on this trip by myself so I was just making friends and we were in the sauna and this one guy was just sharing I thought he was a medical doctor he's not but like the way he was talking about (laughs) I was like sir are you a doctor no but the way he was talking about like doing this and doing that and like trying these different things and like the way this impacts your fitness and the way this impacts your health and the tendons in your bodies. Like I literally felt like I was back in pre-med. They cared so much about their health. And it could be a case that if you have lots of money, you have more free time, you have more money to spend on doing your body up and like working out. Like I don't want to give this correlation between health and wealth and make it seem like, well, if you want to be wealthy, you need to be healthy. That could be put on a t-shirt. But even Diplo was working out. Like, I, that guy's shredded. Ooh, yeah. What do you mean? He's yeah. a DJ. Of course he needs to have a six-pack. No, I'm kidding. I think there is a connection between wealth and health because when you are wealthy, you can afford to have healthy food, like healthy meals cooked for you. You can afford top trainers to kind of do all of the mental brain work of not having to think of all of these things. You can just outsource all of that and just kind of show up. And that's a huge luxury and a huge privilege that not a lot of like normal day-to-day people, you know, you have to spend a whole day doing meal prep. Someone else is just doing it for you and all of that mental work. So it's expensive. I agree. I definitely think having more money gives you more resources to like yes. then get you healthier. Do you think there is a correlation between like if you're healthier, you will grow more money long term or you're more likely to get wealthier? I think if you are healthier, you have more physical and mental capacity to spend time on creating your wealth. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you have more time and resources 
mentally and physically to be able to put towards increasing your wealth if you want to. Because, you know, if you do have health issues or complications, then your priorities are different. Oh, I completely agree. And it really blew my mind. Like, I have never, I mean, this isn't really health, this is more like psychedelics, but I have never heard the word ayahuasca more in my life than I have in seven days. <laughs> and cold plunge, I've never heard about cold plunging so much and everyone has a sauna. I used a oh. sauna for the first time on this cruise ship. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love, a, that's like literally one of my splurges that I've told my husband and he's all on board too is like getting a sauna a reformer pilates machine and a cold plunge thing and that look they're ex- they're expensive man sounds like you could have been on this cruise Maya like you would oh, have fit in I would have loved it but it was so interesting and so there was such a focus on health and wellness and well-being and mental health And it made me realize, like, there's got to be some correlation between it. So I did some digging because, of course, I love data. Of course, I love research. I might people watch, but God forbid I just make my own conclusions. And I went back and found a 2012 study that looked at the relationship between chronic diseases, so things like diabetes, heart disease, and the financial assets of older Americans. It's called The Connection Between Health and Wealth by Pamela Hurd. It was published in a journal and it found that chronic diseases like heart disease had higher expenses and surprise, surprise, had an impact on people's net worth. The more chronic diseases you had, the lower your net worth was. And it almost makes sense that these people have figured out or wealthy people have figured out if you take care of your health now, one, it will lower your expenses when you're older, so you will genuinely save more money, but two, you will have more capacity to make more money. And therefore, this morning, I went to the gym. Lovely. If that's not a motivator. Yeah. Stop trying to motivate me by working out by having a six pack. I don't want that. Tell me I will have more money when I'm older. That'll do it. I'm going to be at the gym every day. Done. Done. I, d- I did have nuggets for lunch though, but I will work on that. One step at a time. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Number two, the second thing that I saw people on this cruise do, that I saw wealthy people do, is no one actually cared to ask you what you did for work. Interesting. Right? What's up with that? Is that just because they already know that I'm thinking they know their cruise is expensive, so they already know that whoever's on the cruise has money. That's what I think. Because normally when we turn up to spaces, especially as women, especially as women of color, especially as young women, like when I turn up to, let's say, I don't know, investor events, I'm usually like defending myself. Like I have my fist ready to be like, I'm Simran. I run a media company called Girls I Invest. We're the world's largest investing education company for women. Back off. Like I deserve to be like, I am on the defensive. I've got it. I've got yeah. it. No, I'm not here to tell you where to sit. I'm, I'm in this conversation as well. Yeah. I'm part of it. And on this cruise. No one asked. I was ready, you know, like I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about what I did. You had your elevator pitch. I had my elevator pitch. I had just been nominated for Young New Zealander of the Year. I was ready to tell people. No one cared. No one asked. <laughs> no one asked what people did. No one asked how much people were worth. Even though like I felt like the poorest person on the boat, I wouldn't have known. And I agree with you. I think the reason that no one asked these questions is because there was this understanding that if you were on this boat, you are in Antarctica 
like December 13th, you know, you've taken time off work before the Christmas period, you have flexibility and you have money and therefore yeah. you're just one of them, I guess. hundred percent. And so that was really interesting when it was this feeling of like, when you're in these rooms, you don't have to prove yourself anymore. It was all about getting to know people's personalities. I literally suddenly had to rely on my personality alone oh my to gosh. make friends. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. How dare they? How dare they let you have a holiday and just, you know, step out of your business during like one of the busiest times of the year? How dare they just allow you to be like, hey, I'm Sim and I like to paint. Literally. It was like, what do you do for fun? What do you know what I do? What do you do for what fun? What do I do for fun? And so I thought that was really interesting. Like it was this idea of you do not need to pitch yourself to these people anymore. They already trust you. And that made it easier to like build connections and get to know people. The third thing that I saw wealthy people do that like really blew my mind. No one wore fancy clothes. Oh, okay. Hang on. Hang on. I'm just going to go... And say, do you know what the fancy clothes look like? Okay. Okay. That's a really good point. What I mean <laughs> is like, no one was in designer clothes. Like I didn't see flashing their Gucci everything. There was no Gucci. There was no Louis. No, like I am not shading people that wear these things. I just think it was really interesting. Everyone wore like a plain black shirt and jeans or like a cardigan or Kathmandu or like Mac pack. Like it was super, super casual but then again, I did ask that guy like where his pants were from and then he said they were custom made. So things mm. weren't like, they could have been expensive, but they were not in your face expensive. Obviously, yeah. I, I get what you mean because I probably think that they were expensive, but it wasn't the flashy, flashy, I'm here to flaunt my wealth because I already know that like I have it and I'm on this like, $20,000 USD cruise to Antarctica. Like, I'll give you an example of, of how unflashy we dress. So the girl I was a roommate with, because obviously I, I got a room with a roommate, we became really good friends and we both bought like matching Antarctica shirts. There was like a gift shop and it was like this bright mm. orange Antarctica shirt. Have to. Very cute. 
And it kind of looks like a crew shirt, like not that anyone on the crew wore a shirt like this, but you could imagine that, you know, it's got like a little stamp that says Antarctica and a circle like on Mm -hmm. the top left of the shirt. And so we wore it one night with just our usual pants, usual jeans, uh, usual like shoes, did our hair up. People thought we worked there. (laughs) And she had this, my friend had this full on conversation with this one guy on the cruise. He was like, oh, that's so nice that they let the crew like mingle with everyone and have like dinner with everyone. She was like, yeah, yeah. She just leaned into it. It's like, yeah, I've, after this, I've got to eat really quickly because I'm on a double shift. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've got to go get Bob's drinks. First she had dinner and he was like, oh, that's so nice that they let us like mingle and dinner together. And then she went on the dance <laughs> oh floor. God. They're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> You're allowed to dance too. They let you dance as well. It's so nice. But that gives you an idea of just like, just, you know, we changed our t-shirt and we didn't have flashy. She didn't have flashy pants. She wasn't like decked out in jewelry or anything. But I do agree. Some people's clothes, I wouldn't have been able to tell how expensive they were. Like there was this one guy who had a tracksuit and I didn't really think it was that nice of a tracksuit. And then I was later told, he was like, yeah, like the top for this tracksuit is like $300 and the bottom of this tracksuit is $300. And I was like, wait, mm. you paid $600 for this? For a tracksuit too. USD. 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 Do you know what brand it was? I don't know. So there's like a thousand NZ. <laughs> right? It, it was insane. But it just made me... I think you grow up and you imagine, like, what does a wealthy person on a cruise ship look like? And the Titanic definitely, like, skewed that for me. (laughs) What an example. (laughs) It was the Titanic, but 2023. Yeah. But it's also kind of nice to know that people are there just for a holiday as well. And so they're like, I'm not wearing my heels. No, I didn't bring my heels But that was something that surprised me. So it was, you know, Mm -hmm. this idea of not wearing fancy clothes and not being all dressed up. But the fourth, final, and probably the one that really stuck with me and probably one that I think has actually helped all of them grow this wealth that they have is that wealthy people are really, really good at remembering names and very good at staying in touch. So someone from the boat that I was talking to before recording this episode because we've all been staying in touch, said, I'm just going to quote them. I noticed that people were remembering everyone's names and I found it so impactful. And I definitely noticed that most people on the ship became very good or very intentional about it. They've also got really good networking skills. They're making real personal connections on the ship. And then they were establishing a means of contact, whether it was Instagram, phone or LinkedIn, etc. This was something that I picked up as well. Like I noticed this guy, he was writing down people's names on his like phone list. And then he would have like a little tidbit about them. And I was sitting behind them and being the nosy Mm. woman I am, I like leaned over to read it. Of course. And it was things like Sim. This wasn't actually it, but it was like Sim, tall Indian girl with Kiwi accent. Hmm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And it was so interesting like they made such an effort wealthy people made such an effort to learn your name and it seems like a really good skill to have imagine if you were in sales or you were a real estate agent or you worked in business and you ran into someone you know at the start of a conference and then midway through the conference you see that same person again and you're like oh hey Maya like how have you been finding your day like Maya's gonna remember Mm. that you remembered them and Maya's suddenly gonna be like oh sorry what was your name again and they're gonna be like god my name is John and John's gonna give you their business card Mm. 
Yeah. And it's like more of a, a natural way of networking and connecting. Yeah, like I'll be honest, are you good at remembering names? I tell me my name right now. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at remembering names. Like if I'm at a co-papa, if I'm at a like an event where I'm there to be a guest, then I'll definitely make an effort to remember people's names. But if I'm, I don't know, helping to organize something, then I've got other things on my mind. But I think as a whole, I'm pretty good at remembering people's names or something about them. Oh. Yeah. So like I also remember things by what people wear as well. So I might not remember like what you were talking about. Be like, oh no, yes, the guy with the yellow jacket Mm. and the fluffy shoes. Literally. Yeah. I'm the same as you, but after this, I'm going to start writing people's names down. Mm. I'm going to be like, Cruz, Sam, six foot, white. And I'm going to find something else to be able to like remember them by. Differentiate that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That would help. But (laughs) the, the idea is like, I've never seen so many people in one sitting do the same behavior. And everyone remembered my name. Everyone remembered like a little fact about me. And not only were they good at remembering, then they were really good at the end at staying in touch. Like we had a WhatsApp group. You had a WhatsApp group? We have a WhatsApp group for everyone on the cruise. And we had it throughout the cruise as well. So people would be like, hey, like we're going to, I don't know, the spa if anyone wants to join or like, you know, after this, let's all like, if you're still in Santiago, let's catch up for dinner. And then off the back of that WhatsApp group, people made like WhatsApp group for cities. So there's like Antarctica and LA, Antarctica and New York. And wow, y'all really liked each other. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? And then (laughs) if you like travel through a city, I would see some people, I mean, I'm part of the WhatsApp groups of like LA and New York because I sometimes go through them. People will be like, oh, hey, like I'm passing through San Francisco. Who's free for dinner? And like two people will be, because if you can afford to go to Antarctica, you probably have a Tuesday evening off. Mm. And then that'll catch up. And so it's this idea of like, if you can connect with people well and then follow up and remember them and find a way to like keep in touch with them, like you are just naturally going to grow in business. Because imagine how many times this network is going to help you out. Mm. That was one trip. Imagine if I did a trip like this every year for 20 years of my life. And that's only seven days too. That's not that much time. No, that's really interesting. And so on a trip, I was in LA and then I got invited to like this brunch with everyone and granted I couldn't go, but like imagine if I could have. And when I go back to New York, I'm going to be able to catch up with like my roommate and she has a investment firm where she invests in real estate and I have an investing podcast. I'm like, obviously we're going to do something at some stage, right? Well, so also just in general going on cruises or like going on a holiday is also another form of networking because y'all are keeping in touch. We are keeping in touch. Like if someone needs me to come deliver their child, I couldn't do it, but I'd offer You know, you would know the offers out there because you're in a WhatsApp group. That group is still popping off to this day. There has been like, I've actually had to mute it, but someone's like, hey, I'm in New York until Monday and then I'm going to Jackson Hole. Someone's like, hey, I'm hosting a dinner in Santa Monica this evening. If you're joining, ping me and then I'll be in Malibu tomorrow. 
and then I'll be in New York on Monday. <laughs> okay. This is how they people, huh? Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And that's also really cool that you guys like connected so well where you actually do want to be in a WhatsApp group with them. <laughs> it could have gone one or two ways. It could have been like White Lotus 101 or something else. <laughs> Jeez. But overall, the big lessons that I learned that rich people do mm-hmm. by going on this cruise is I learned that they really care about their health. So I am going to work out more and I'm going to eat really well. Yep. They don't care what you do or how much you have when you're in those rooms. So you don't have to sell yourself anymore. It's more about showing your personality, showing what makes you different they don't really wear fancy clothes or if they do they're not like out there designer clothes so if you do feel pressured by what you wear don't easy (laughs) and the fourth (laughs) one is stay in touch with people remember their names form that connection and know that doesn't matter how much wealth someone has at the end of the day everyone still wants to know people and at the end of the day everyone still wants friendships Yeah. And it is, it's such a small thing, but when someone remembers your name, I automatically feel like, oh, like it's a compliment out of all things to remember. They remember your name. Out of all things to remember, they remember me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm definitely going to, yeah, be more conscious of doing that. If you found this episode useful, if you have ever been able to take anything away from our show, please, the one thing that we ask is take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, send it to a friend and help spread the word so that we can get financial literacy into the hands of more people. More of us deserve to be growing our wealth and it just helps so much. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts and I'll see you next time, Maya. Hey, Kornada. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.